0: it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into a Monday edition of
1: Spits and Suds. It's All-Star Week, except although Sean and I did not get elected to attend All-Star Week, we're not taking the week off, so we're here for you today to talk Hockey. It's going to be a mishmash of a show because obviously the stars are not playing this week, but I welcome in our NHL guru of the fan. He's EP Ringsides and Shapshot shot. Sean Shapiro. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm good. I will. I am going to brag here a bit. I, uh, I didn't get elected, but I will be flying to Florida on Thursday for the well.
1: old.
2: So, so I will, uh, I will, I will scoreboard a little bit. I didn't get Bury the headline. Not doing anything on the ice, but I will be at the I will be at the All-Star game. So okay. but we're here. For, we're here first. We're doing our jobs. There's no bye week. So we are uh, we're here to talk stars hockey.
1: So the media isn't like like a hockey team where you don't say like, hey, there's this guy, Gavin Spittle in Dallas that needs to come <laughs> with me.
2: You know, <laughs> he's
1: a good locker well- room guy. <laughs>
2: Well, as we as we, uh, the unfortunate thing is you'd have to be voted in, and the Stars fans uh, and the NHL fans uh, didn't yeah. didn't make didn't didn't move the needle to get Jake Ottinger in uh, over Connor hallibuck. So yeah, I th- now I, th- I, I think if I think if Jake had gotten in, he would have let you carry his bags. I think so.
1: Okay, so let's start there real quick. Like, hate it for the player because he deserves it. Love mm-hmm. it as a person who covers and follows the team because I feel as though. He's been playing great still, but I mean, I think this rest helps him because, you know, that he's carrying a big load for this team.
2: Yeah, I think it's from Jake's position, I think, and the ideal setup, it's probably great. It's probably a better thing in the long run for him not to be there for this season. But I will say, just from an element of, and I was actually talking to Marty Turco earlier today about this about because Marty went to three all-star games and um he went to 2003 2004 and 2007 he went to the all-star game and one of those was he was the young guy his first full year starting and he was telling me just about some great experiences like just in sharing a locker room with Patrick Waugh and picking his brain on some things and he told me a story about uh how for example there was a there was a goal that he let up uh, from Al McInnes, obviously tremendous, tremendous uh player, hell of a slap shot and everything like that. And he said one of the things that was so difficult about reading Al McInnes' shot was he didn't really shoot where it looked like he was aiming. And Marty just said it's something that he kind of he actually learned. He went back to the locker room and you're looking at sticks and everything like that. And uh apparently McInnes's curve was just so slightly different where he almost hit it the way he was hitting it with how his hands were out front. It kind of changed the angle he was shooting. Um, And I'm not, and it's something where just hearing Marty talk about that as a guy, when he was a young goalie and using it to pick brains, I think there's something where from a health standpoint, it's the best thing that Jake's not there, but from a career, cool experience, maybe you pick up something type deal. It would have been nice for Jake to be there. He would have deserved to be there. So I, I think it's kind of, you basically pick your glass full glass, half empty opinion and both of them work in this case
1: now let's talk about the one star that did make it heck of a season jason robertson becoming elite in this league super excited about the future Uh, you know health wise you know i mean because we want a high energy robertson does going to in your experience talking with players you just mentioned marty turco how will this affect jason robertson that being said you know they've kind of changed the format now or Seems like there's more fun activities than activities that would wear you down.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, if anything, Jason may come back better than everyone else, even just because there's a, I I do as a goalie, I think there's a, we need to separate goalies and players in this conversation. As a goalie, you can't really dial it back. So you have to work. Like Connor Hellebuck, U.C. Soros, um, they're going to have to try. There's no like, dialing it down to 25% or 50% as a goalie, like the, uh, like a player can. And so for a goalie, I get more scared about a guy getting hurt or doing something or something dumb happening in in the festivities for a player. Honestly, Jason's going to go through the bye week He's going to go to the all-star. He's still going to skate a little bit. He may actually be the freshest guy coming out of the break because the rest of the stars are going off to, whatever vacation place they have. I know Tyler Sagan, for example, has a couple of vacation has, has a vacation home he bought two two or three years ago that he goes to during the, during the bye week now and stuff like that. So if anything, Jason Robertson may have the more, more zip than anyone in that first game back out of the all-star break. So um, I'm not as, as concerned about Jason. I think for a player in his position, if anything, it's just going to be a leisurely skate that, uh, that gets him back from the bye week travels a little bit earlier. And, um, and hopefully uh, it's Jason's also kind of a weird one too, because he's someone who with how his game is played and everything like that, The skills competition doesn't really have an event that fits his like like there's no skills competition where it's like being smart and being in the right place all the time to score goals. There's no skills competition event for that. And three on three is kind of just a weird, a a weird amalgamation of the game when there's no sudden death element to it. So it's something where, like, I'm happy Jason's there and he's being acknowledged, but it's also not the unless he scores a ton of goals, it's not really the showcase where someone's going to come away from it and be like, man, that's Jason Robertson. Like, like it's, it's, it's just kind of, it's a, it's a weird, weird mix. If you get what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I totally get it. All right. Mishmash number two, moving from the all-star game to the trade deadline coming up before we know it, it'll be here. Uh, I think we're Friday, March 3rd is the NHL trade deadline. Value of Anton Hudobin, is there any value there?
2: I think there is. Um, I still think there has to be a... We're still waiting on... We're we're still waiting on, on a team to have the goalie shoe drop much worse than it has. Because right now, the overall state of goaltending in the NHL is not great just it's it's kind of it's it's a down year for goalies across the league which is which makes what's jake is jake and guys like i mean linus olmark is ridiculous right now it makes what some the the best are doing really really wild but like the fact that martin jones is has a 23 7 and 3 record and he has an 895 save percentage yeah like like that's we're like and you've got like Jordan Bennington has an 891 save percentage and has still won more games than he's lost. You have, um, you have, I'm just looking at stats right here. You've got Phoenix Copley has quote unquote saved, helped save the Kings and he's got a 9.01 save percentage, but he's got a 15, 15, 15 and three record. Like, so I, I think the fact of the matter that what is, average what is the state of goaltending has kind of driven who opens value a little bit down because it's not like Seattle's like, well, we have to get, we have to get a, we have to get a somewhat, our, there, we, we need to find a guy who's a 905, 906 guy. When, when that's kind of what averages and that's what they're getting with when you take away some of the real, the real sloppy ones. Um, I think you need to see an injury happen or you need Dallas to be more Active and sweetening the pot to get it done, um, and and I think that's kind of comes with. And I'm willing to do it if I'm Dallas. If I'm willing, to, if, if it means just basically retaining some of that cap space and and being willing to part with that, like I think the ideal Hudobin deal. And I'm sorry for the double language on that. No, um, no, I think the ideal Hudobin deal if you're Dallas is Hudobin is really the guy who's part of a, p- a pick swap for you where. You're trading Hudobin and a fourth rounder for a second round pick. Something where you know he's a UFA, you know he's gone at the end of the year, you know you're not going to get much because there's just with the state of goaltending the league, but you can move up, but you can get a higher, you can get a better round pick in the draft, and I think that is the ultimate way he probably gets moved. Um, The fact that Alex Nedeljkovic didn't get claimed on waivers when Detroit waived him was a pretty pretty. a pretty good sign to where the state of goalie market is for guys making more than three million and 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 having and having so so success in the nhl so um make it like if any nhl if any team and, and it will happen i think it will i think if any team has a goalie injury or assesses that hey we need a better backup option or a 1b i think you could see it happen i could like for example um I could see, you look at, what's a good example? You could see a team, like, I don't think they would do it because it's in the division, um, and he hasn't been too bad. But if you're Winnipeg, do you really trust, trust David Riddick as the backup? I, I don't, personally. Um, if you're a team like... This is great. I'm just doing. That. I'm just looking at stats while we're talking. about That's okay. This. That's what's the <laughs> great thing about if, a podcast. If you're, uh, if you're, Minnesota's been fine. If you're a team like, if you're a team like New Jersey, I would actually be looking into it because I think between, yep, New Jersey would Schmid, be one sure. Yeah, even though Schmidt has been decent in his showings, I still you're missing the veteran that actually gets stuff done. So I I, I think he gets moved. I, I do think it happens in the end, but I don't think it's going to be for much of a haul. I think it'll just be kind of part of a pick swap.
0: Okay. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too. With the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: And the modified no-trade clause is gone. So um, that makes things a little bit easier. All right, on to the next mishmash. When it comes to the trade deadline. What are we talking as far as costs? For I'm guessing it would be more of a premium for a second pairing blue liner than a scoring forward with an expiring contract. Let's just say both had expiring contract.
2: Yeah, if you're looking for what would the cost be, you think? Yeah, um, I think with I think this is going to be and this is just a hunch I'm not reporting this just to be clear for anyone who's aggregating, um, at home, this is, I think there's going to be more of a, this is going to be more of a seller's market. And I think both of those kind of start getting you into the same territory of you're looking at, uh, probably a younger roster player and a prospect, um, Now I don't think the Bo Horvat uh, situation people keep talking about Bo Horvat is they keep, I've heard three players and a prospect on that. And if we, I I think if you're Dallas, if, and I don't think there's the cap space and I don't think the two teams ownerships groups get along well enough for it to happen, but say hypothetical world, you shoot for the moon and try to go get Bo Horvat. Um, If you're Dallas and you're talking about three roster players, um, you're looking at you're looking at having to make a decision on, is it time you have to, you have to make a decision on are you committed and not willing to give up on that quadrant of top prospects you have where yeah. when I'm talking about Wyatt Johnston, um, Logan Stankoven, Maverick Bork and, um, Thomas Harley. Yeah. And if I personally, of the three forwards i am not I'm not ready to give up on the three forwards I think it's I think to me those are kind of especially for a rental those are a no touch territory and when it comes to Harley I'm not as sold I would be willing to at least and someone brings up Stankoven or Johnston um, or Bork. It's probably ending my conversation as a GM. But yeah. if they bring up Harley, I'm still listening. I'm okay. still talking. I'm still listening. If it's Harley, and I'm willing to um, have the conversation for that, especially if if we're and if we're talking about something like a, a Horvat or something like that, especially if there's a chance to get a conversation done and potentially sign for something. Otherwise, I don't. Other, otherwise. I don't want to say I don't want to use the Jim Nill line that a lot of Stars fans hate. I like where your team is at, but I think you, at some point you have also have to reflect that this team is first in the Western Conference heading into the All-Star break. This team is a good team and sometimes sometimes the best trades are the ones you don't make. Yes. And so I think you have to remember that too as well. So I'm okay with making the right the right deal if there's there. Honestly, the type of deal that I would be I I would be looking at and it's not it's nothing against his play because I think he's been I think he's been okay but like if I was in the if, if there's any space where I look that there's an there's an upgrade and I don't and I don't think the market's out there it's even it becomes the fact of as good as hasn't been bad but I almost I wouldn't trust I wouldn't trust Scott Wedgwood in a playoff game you know what I'm saying yeah, like if you want to and so like I almost I'm almost at the point where I like Scott Wedgwood as a backup but if if you have but if all of a sudden Jake Ottinger got hurt or really there's something like I would I don't know if I feel great about Scott Wedgwood being my number one in the playoffs and I don't think there's much of a goalie market out there and I don't see the stars making a move that space, especially with Wedgwood signed for next year. But that's, that's kind of, when you start trying to play roster armchair GM with yeah. the roster machine and everything like that, you st- you start to come back to this spot where it's like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with this, where this team is at because of what the costs are. And now if there's a video game world where I could magically make some moves and, and handle some things that people would love to do that you really can't do. Awesome. But we live in reality. And I think sometimes in reality, this is And in reality, this stars team is a good team. And going into the playoffs with this roster, I still would not, I I would still be happy with this roster going into the playoffs. And I think that's a really important thing to remember if the stars don't do much at the deadline. And I think it's also a good thing to remember where, Sometimes you may be pushing and as a fan and want a deal and everything like that, but maybe the deal that you're pushing for you don't realize is like trading for a guy like Adam Ernie or something like that. And nothing against Adam Ernie, but someone's going to overpay for Adam Ernie at the yeah. deadline because he's because he's a veteran. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to be in on that deal. Kind of like something... uh,
1: overpaying for yeah. Ben Sherratt. Chirot. Ben Sherratt's a good player, but it was kind of exactly. overpaying for him last yeah. year.
2: Like you don't you don't want to do what the like you don't want to be the opposite side of the Patrick Eves deal. Yeah. Where the like the like the stars made out like like gangbusters after the Patrick Eaves deal. You don't want to be on the opposite side of that. And also remember that you don't have a you don't have a first round pick in twenty twenty three because you traded away for Nils Lundqvist. You don't have a third round pick, and you don't have a third round pick either this coming year. I would I would so I would be just be smart about the asset management on this. And if anything, try to be more aggressive and trying to get a pick back in that Hudobin deal like we were talking about.